Jacket. I uh, I guess here. Mm, thanks, babe. <laughs> it smells good. It smells like your body's spray. Yeah, I was just wearing it. <sighs> so here we are at Makeout Point, all alone on a dark and cold October evening. That's correct. Those are all facts. Well then, why don't you just shut up and kiss me then, stupid man? With gusto. What was that? Here, go check. Here's a flashlight. Oh, fine. X-rays of your hands through your closed eyes. To say it was frightening is an understatement. We were basically used guinea pigs. There's no other word for it. The threat of nuclear war hasn't been this high since the Cold War. We will have no choice but to totally destroy North Korea. Russia practiced launching a massive nuclear strike today. Vlad Putin has made repeated thinly veiled threats about using nukes as his invasion of Ukraine falters and his troops lose ground. And as if the tension between Washington and Moscow isn't high enough, today Russia notified the U.S. that it's begun its annual nuclear drills that include the launch of missiles. Concerns are growing that he might be planning some sort of false flag attack to give Russia an excuse to do something drastic and escalate his war. Violent clashes between Israeli troops and Palestinians have spread across much of the occupied West Bank following days of hostility in Gaza. It's estimated that 10,000 Palestinians have had to leave their homes to flee the Israeli bombardment. Rockets were fired by militants towards Israel from the territory for a fifth day.
My name is um, Dalton and my age is 17. Well, what invasion means to me is that I come into, let's say I'm in your space and I'm in your um, presence, that I walk in with no invite, no, um, no regards of to your place and I just take things from you. I feel like that's what the cause of invasion is. Well, wow, the scariest part of invasion, I feel like is, is not knowing when it's gonna come. Not knowing when it's gonna come and not knowing how it's gonna come and, and what's the outcome of the invasion. My audio piece is, is about a 14-year-old Jewish boy in, in the year 1937, the year of World War II. The name of my piece is Daniel Puffman Surviving World War II. My name is Daniel Hoffman. I'm a 14-year-old Jewish boy who is secretly hiding from the Germans. The year is 1933. I am in school when all this is happening. They took my sister, who was seven years old at the time. My family is from Poland, but I still remember the sounds of the people being drugged out of their homes, being shot at, people being sent onto trains in order to go work in a concentration camp. I can still see the blood, the smell, the places where they were going. Is this hell for me? I wonder that because I'm secretly hiding now. The Germans are looking for me. One day they came to school looking for me, asking where I was. But my teacher lied and said that I was not here. The teacher told me to leave as quick as possible before something bad happens. As a German boy, I didn't know what was going on. And then she explained to me. She explained that my seven-year-old sister was in a concentration camp. My father was in a concentration camp as well, but they're separated. And there are people who are going to be murdered and slaughtered before the year ends. Now here I am in France. I am a 14-year-old Jewish boy, but they don't know it. But somehow I'm here in order for us to get France back from the Germans. But somehow, I wonder, really, am I, what am I really fighting for? A lost cause or to see my family? I really have to choose between these two, fighting for the French or fighting for my family. I realize that I gotta make a decision quick. And now, if I don't, I won't ever see my family again. But I really need to fight for the French in order for us to, to go to Germany to find my family and get them out alive. My name is Sebastiana Smith. I interpret invasion as the feeling of being trapped or compromised by something or someone. I think the scariest part of invasion is not being able to see past it um, because you have this feeling of being trapped or compromised. And then also the concept of feeling overwhelmed. Um, I think it makes you feel small and that prevents you from um, like trying to fight against whatever is evading upon 
you know, your personal space or your mental health space and not being able to push past that and that feeling of being trapped can be very frightening. The name of my audio piece is Generational Curses. It's about a little girl that is in a small town that she is not physically trapped in, but she doesn't really know how to get out and no one that that's in the town has also ever experienced being removed from the town. Um, and the reason that they are trapped is because of this curse, the generation of curses that is preventing the people in the town from growth. Um, and they're constantly being invaded and visited by the repetition of bad habits that are continuously being passed down from generation to generation. There's, um, in my audio piece, there's a um, repetitive knocking sound and it was intended to represent um, generation after generation continuously repeating the same habit over and over again. And um, if this character, the young girl, doesn't escape, then the knocking sound will continue to visit this family and these people in this town, preventing him from ever experiencing what it's like to not be invaded upon. During drives in a car with mama, I would stick my head out of the window, eyes closed, and picture whatever we were driving by. We didn't drive by much, but it would spark some excitement every now and then. Loose chickens and wind chimes meant we were in the middle of town, and I knew we were getting close to home when we passed by the family graveyard. That's where the pavement would turn into gravel, and I could hear the tires crunching on the rocks and it always made my teeth hurt. Flashes of light that I could see through my eyelids would disappear when trees hit the sun. The chicken clucks would fade, but the wind chimes remained piercing, even when we were far out of sight. I live in a small town, so small that you couldn't even find it on a map. It's so far from other towns that no one even gets lost here. No amount of wrong turns would send you in our direction. Kozo would always say that there isn't a map in the world that thought we were worth mentioning. He'd say that to scare us, me and my other cousins. He'd always tell us crazy stuff and I'd go and ask mama if it's true. She never confirm nor deny, she'd just say, Stop listening to that fool! Uncle T is the only one that ever left, but I'm not sure if he's a real uncle. Uncle T's supposed to be Uncle D's sworn brother, but Uncle D got dementia. Aunt Auntie always says that Uncle T ain't nothing but Uncle D's reflection in the mirror, and the only reason he ain't seen him in a while is because the only mirror he had broke a long time ago.
parents always make their kids stop hanging around me. I'm not bad or anything. I just send kids home with questions. The kind of questions that are unspeakable in town. You'll get popped and accused of talking back. I think the busted lips are worth it. After a good pop in the mouth, mama calls Nessa down the street and in between the hushed hee-hees and ha-has, I get my answer. Uncle D don't tolerate a lot of questions. His time's too precious. We always take walks together. The silence wouldn't break until we made it to the graveyard. He said that's the only place where people in town could speak freely because the devil couldn't translate the message. you free the same way I did Uncle T. We should have never moved here. Never built that house. Never stayed past the first knock. If I had known the story of my past, if I had known what we were fighting against, if I had known we didn't have a chance. Evil has been lurking, making us blind to the lives we were intended to live. I wish I could have saved us all, but too many have been consumed by despair, trapping us in this here town. With each knock, another soul has fallen victim to the repetition of sin. A continuous cycle of abuse, trauma, and neglect. Except you. You can build a generation removed from the invasion of generational curses. You must bear the burden for the sake of our future. If not, the sins of our fathers continue to visit our doorsteps. It's time. To me, invasion means an unknown coming towards you, so whether that be aliens or disease, it is something unknown, something you're scared of, that is coming at you with an unstoppable force, like it's gonna happen, you're gonna be scared, and you can't stop it, and it's coming up all into your safe space. To me, the scariest part of invasion would be the speed of an invasion, and whether or not it's a known or unknown invasion. So 
how fast it's going is it right there immediately like in the sky an alien spaceship coming down or is it a slow invasion that you're unaware of until it's too late or a mixture of either or like a fast unknown invasion where oop blink of an eye it's too late everything's taken over that's the scariest part of an invasion to me the combination of like those two factors uh, the name of my audio piece is New to the Neighborhood. My piece is about a girl named Maria. She's a white passing Mexican girl in high school who just moved into the suburbs with her family. And in her new school, her new classmates keep telling her about all these weird, creepy people that are coming in the middle of the night and apparently scaring everyone. She doesn't really know what to think about this, but gets roped in by her new classmates into taking revenge on these people for scaring everyone only to then come to find out that the very people scaring everyone has just been her mom and dad coming home from work. Hey Snow White. Hi Leslie, don't call me that. What? It fits, especially now since you're going to that bougie white school. It's not bougie, it's literally just a neighborhood high school. Yeah, a neighborhood in the suburbs. It's not like I wanted to go here. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. The city's getting too expensive and all that. Anyway, what you need? I'm just bored. Mama's still not back yet and my dad's sleeping. You don't got any new friends to hang out with out there? No, and the kids here are so weird. Weird how? I don't know, it's just that they all keep talking about these creepy people that like come in the middle of the night and scare everyone or something like that. Ha, <laughs> what? Yeah, like I said, I don't know. Maybe it's like an urban legend around here or something? It kind of sounds like they're trying to scare you. Maybe. Hold on, I think my mom's home. Ma! See me, huh? Hi! Hola! Mira, look at what I got. Estos güeros dejan todo afuera. ¿No saben reciclar? Voy a llevarlos al centro de reciclaje mañana. That's nice, Ma. Are you going to go to bed now? Ah, sí. Y tú también. You have school tomorrow. I know, I know. Just let me say goodbye to Leslie. I love you. Love you, too. I gotta go, Leslie. All right. Good night, Sleeping Beauty. Good night. Don't forget to read the articles on gentrification and displacement. Mary! It's Maria. Whatever. Anyway, Mary, I gotta tell you something. Let me guess, it's about the creepy people? Oh my god, yes. So get this. Jack said he saw one of them last night. Really? Yeah. He said he saw a woman with like long black hair and like big black eyes in the alley behind his house last night. His dog stayed her away before she could do anything though. What was she gonna do? Who knows, but I bet she was trying to put like a hex on him or something. You know, like in the movies? Susan, that's not real. It is. And Amanda says she saw a man last night too. He was shuffling along the road with his head down. Right, Amanda? Yeah, he was groaning out in pain and was wearing a jumpsuit. Like, what was he even doing out there? He was giving major Jason vibes. Jesus. I saw the woman walking me? around her front yard with a candle and all these flowers the other day. She was muttering to herself. I couldn't understand a word. She's definitely a witch or something. Wait, you know where she lives? Of course I do. Me and Jack decided to follow both of them the last time we saw them. Why? 
because my mom got scared. Apparently, while she was waiting for the tow truck, the man tried to do something. He only backed off after she threatened to call the police. She said the tips of the man's fingers were completely black. You're lying. I'm not. Uh, where did these people come from? As soon as my mom hears about this, she's not going to let me go anywhere. Do you think they're the only ones? What do you mean? I mean, these people came out of nowhere. What if there are more? Oh my god, Amanda, don't even say that. No, we gotta stop this. What? I said we've got to stop this. Amanda's right. There's more of them. Guys, I don't think it's that serious. You're right. We gotta show them that they just can't come into our neighborhood and be all creepy and weird and ugh. So what are we going to do? I have an idea. How far are we? Just a few more blocks. We have to do this. Yes, Mary, we have to do this. We can't just let these people scare us in our own neighborhood. We gotta show them who's boss. Now, you guys ready? Yeah. But what did they do? We already told you. They were being all weird. They went through Jack's trash, scared Kyle's mom. Who knows what else they'll do? We're here. Wait, this and is my block. There's the wait, witch now. Guys, no, wait, hold on, hold on. Wait, 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 stop, 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 please, stop, that's my mom! My name is Denise Rodriguez. What invasion means to me is just an intrusive uh, thought or being. I think the name of my audio piece is Invasion of My Peace. Um, it's about, it's about a few things, but I think overall it's about, I think, a person trying to deal with, uh, I think, the very misogynistic ways of womanhood or trying to come to terms with um, more general uh, global topics. Did you hear about that guy who manipulated his way to the Supreme Court? Okay, yeah, but how about that instructor who started to date their student? Or how about that priest? Or that coach? Or that doctor? <laughs> we call ourselves back from all time and all places. We call ourselves back from all time and all places. We summon those who have fought against the invasion of my peace. Um, hello? Is anyone there? Can you give me some sort of sign? Um, can you tap once for no and twice for yes, maybe? Or I can speak. Alright, um, then what's, what's your name? I lost it a long time ago. 
Interesting. Um, when when did you pass away? Fifteen hundreds. When I was about twenty-six or so. Oh goodness. Okay. Um. Well. Uh. Where where were you from? I'll tell you more about me if you share what I was summoned. Uh. Well. I I mean I've just been dealing with a lot and I've reading all these articles about feminicide. I, I mean, did you know that almost 40% of women who are murdered are killed by their partner in some way? It's, I mean, I mean, an article I read today details the way even something like dating apps contribute to feminicide. How so? Well, I mean, think about it. It's the perfect lethal cocktail. Say a woman is seeking some type of intimacy or relationship who then downloads a dating app. These apps have no moral code. And there isn't community to keep these people accountable. In a study done last year, at least a third of women reported some type of essay, and imagine those that go unreported. There must be so many more. And, I mean, look at what happened to Shania Sherrill or Lauren Smith-Fields. Why is it that every single woman knows of a friend who's been a victim of essay, but no men know of a male friend who's been, or who has committed essay? I, I'm just tired of the mayor, I'm tired of the Supreme Court, I'm tired of the aldermen, the priests, the police. I'm tired of all these people, particularly men, who often use their power as a sense of entitlement. I'm sick of the people who are meant to teach and nurture us, but end up betraying us. Now I see. I promise I fought for you in every way I could. The misogynistic ways of our culture labeled me as a woman will betray our country. But in reality, they betrayed me. I was forced and kidnapped into my situation, like many women. Interesting. Um, I, I think I know who you might be. Um, are you, are you Mexican by any chance? Cabinon's brakes fail. That may be that too may extreme. extreme. How about a locked-in syndrome instead? Oh. oh! That can definitely work. Um, so, and, I mean, what, what can I offer you in return? What can you offer me? Me? They've already stolen everything. I give them so much. Also, they say you betrayed us. They also said I willingly took his name. Huh. By the way, do you have a nickname or something? to what's up WOPN LP Lumpen Radio 105.5 FM Chicago Stick around for the rest of your horror your way 8.0 Invasion
My name is Juno, and I'm 14 years old. Invasion is just a whole bunch of whatever taking over something. The part that's scariest to me is, okay, think of like claustrophobia, something like that. There's just too much happening, and you're just like, what the heck? <laughs> it's just crazy. The name of my audio piece is called Him. My audio piece is about a dude who's really pathetic. And I mean, his life sucks. So he spends most of his time on the internet since he never got validation as a child. But eventually all the toxicity from the internet made him like off himself. But then he became a spirit of the internet and then eventually became white knight and invaded a bunch of like, Cyber bullies, I guess. The following audio contains material that may not be suitable for our younger or more sensitive listeners. Listener discretion advised. The story I'm about to read to you is called Him. You hear these sounds, right? the fingers tapping on keys, and the sound of chips being eaten. Well, those sounds belong to Mason Franco, a 23-year-old male who sits at his desk all day, running chat rooms and smoking cigarettes. He never had the best or most fulfilling life in the world, but he would try his absolute hardest to make his parents proud. Unfortunately, they just didn't have very high expectations for him, so he decided to gain that validation he always lacked as a child from the internet. This inevitably had him surface the deeper side, full of trolls and men like him who didn't have a social life. So they made fun of everyone else for their race, gender, sexual orientation, <laughs> and so on. Deep down inside, Mason didn't want to do what he did, but it was really all he had. It was Saturday night. Mason was doing his usual routine, which just consisted of him being a total neat. Real quick, you may be wondering, well, what is a NEAT? NEAT is a definition that means not engaged in education, employment, or training. Created by the internet, obviously. Anyways, Mason was scrolling through the popular website known as 4chan, which is an image board-based site where you can basically post anything as long as it matches with the topic of the board. It is also known for the gruesome photos and other illegal imagery slash confessions that are posted there manifestos and much more crime-based content has surfaced on there and it still happens every single day a thread was surfacing around the opinions of how white people are superior to all other people of color mason of course never found this as a surprise since he practically saw things like this every day something however was different people weren't fighting or anything really they were all agreeing with each other <gasps> Usually there's a mix of people who would agree and people who didn't agree, but no one was against this. It angered Mason, not because he wanted to pester the people who had actual human decency, but because he had this god-awful hate for these people who were just flat-out racist. Deep down inside, Mason wanted these horrible individuals to perish. Sure, it was dark, 
but he wasn't a bad person. He had empathy for others. He felt many emotions for others. But this website showed him how cruel the world is. And he's tried so hard to fit in, but he can barely muster up a sentence on there. And even if he does, it rarely gets attention. So Mason decided to finally say how he truly felt on this thread. Look guys, I get that you all want to be edgelords and whatnot, but this is not who you want to be, really. It's an awful mindset that could get you into some serious trouble. Sure, you like trouble, but once something actually happens to you, you'll be traumatized for the rest of your life. Our skin is the same, so are our organs, so is the air that enters our bodies. It's all the same. So please, just think about how awful you all are. Think about the pain that others have been through. Think of the pain you have been through. Get help. After he made that emotional comment, he decided to log off for the day and head to bed. What Mason didn't know is that by leaving his name as Mason Franco and not anonymous would get him into a bunch of trouble. The next morning, Mason got up, going straight to his computer to check out the thread, which to his surprise was still there. And the amount of hate he received was the most vile thing he's ever seen. Death threats, doxing, social media leakage, and much more of his personal info has been put out. This frightened the poor man. Some were even threatening to kill him. He immediately ran out of his apartment, opening the door and finding a weird package. It was all beaten up and covered in smelly fluids. He picked it up, opening it slowly. It was a really stupid choice, but the curiosity got the better of him. In the box was a note. He picked it up and read it. I know where you live, Mason. We all do. And the tag anonymous was written on the bottom. A shiver was sent down his spine, and he threw the box out of his apartment immediately going into the bathroom and washing his hands. He took one long look in the mirror and saw this filthy male who was absolutely and utterly useless. Days and days went by and every day was getting worse. The more he looked at himself, the more self-pity that lingered inside him. He convinced himself every day he was an awful person and maybe those death threats were a call to end his own life. Mason looked into his metal safe. A loaded pistol resting inside it. He picked it up, looking at it, wondering if this is really what he wanted. No, this is what they wanted. But the self-hatred was winning, so he listened to them instead of himself. Mason went into his room, locking the door. He began to write a heartfelt message, wondering if anyone would even read it. It was for his mom and dad how he wanted to make them proud, and just his thoughts about society and the world. After he was done, he placed it next to him, propping himself so that the back of his head was facing the wall. He took a couple deep breaths in and then... It was a sad day, but Mason really hated his life, hated himself, so this was his only way out of such misery. The smell coming from his apartment was spreading through the vent, and many complaints were being made about it. Eventually, that caused police to come and investigate, which led them to finding poor Mason's pale, bloated body. He was taken out of his apartment in a white sealed bag. They had to do a deep cleaning in his apartment. One of the cleaners found the note he had made, throwing it away because, well, he was dead, right? It's not like he know, but he surely did. Mason watched as his note was being thrown away through his computer. It made him so upset to see how awful people still were, even after he was gone at least in the physical form. Sure, his soul lingered, 
But that doesn't mean he was technically alive. Mason let the anger get the better of him, and he got out of his computer. A stream of pure decay and hate filled the room. This scared the individuals who were cleaning his apartment. Was roared out through the apartment, and everyone fled, screaming in terror. Ever since then, no one has entered his apartment. Sure, it was getting all dusty and gross, but he much rather have that than people touching his most cherished belongings. Mason found a job whilst being a spirit, and that was to become a white knight. The white knight of the internet. Every single one of those people who made fun of him in the thread were about to get a taste of death, just like how Mason did. He was able to go through the comments, which easily led him through the copper wires, fiber optics, and exchange servers, leading him into those keyboards that previously spewed hate towards Mason. No one would suspect anything because it was taking place all around the world, and he was a wraith without a trace. He couldn't be found by anyone, even if they tried. He was still able to post what he thought on the internet, but this time, instead of letting the hate get to him, he was able to simply exact revenge. He then revealed himself to be Mason Franco, the man who ended it all because of all the pain and sadness that was inflicted by the evil side of the internet. But now he's simply a phantom, hoping to right the wrongs so that others wouldn't have to meet the same fate. He began to be known as Franco Meister, and everyone who was like him idolized him. His enemies, however, called him Malodorous Mason, but that wouldn't affect him too much. And anyway, most trolls were way too scared to even go online anymore. What a funny reaction considering how fond they were of serial killers and mass murderers. Um, that's the end of my story. Happy Halloween. My name is Kayla. Invasion means um, like forcefully going into a space, whether that be like invading emotions, invading your thoughts, invading something that might be personal to you. I think the scariest part of invasion is that the part where literally like something, whatever that may be, a person, a thing, an emotion is like invading your personal, maybe your personal beliefs, your personal space, emotions, your thoughts. And that could be scary for some people, especially when it's like invading your boundaries. The name of my audio piece is Invasions of Emotions. Well, my audio piece is gonna play into the idea and the theme of like, of course, emotions and your thoughts. And throughout my whole story and my audio piece, I'm trying to convey how emotions can be linked to other things in your life, maybe about um, events in your life, the people in your life, thoughts in your life. Um, so I feel like they all correlate and something that I focused on is like the topic of dreams and like sleep paralysis um, because I know well when I was younger I used to I noticed that I used to have like a lot of bad nightmares and stuff and I noticed that that like impacted like the reason why I had that could also be linked to like my mental health or just things that were in fact affecting my life at the time. My arms feel numb. I feel weak. I'm tired. Wait. I can't move. I can't feel anything. I don't know what's going on. 
Where am I? Please don't tell me I'm stuck in this again. Okay. Breathe. Think. Calm down. I can't tell if I'm headed in the right direction. Wake up. When I was younger, I'd wake up in a panic. I couldn't go back to sleep. I kept running. I kept trying to find a way out. But the garden never ended. Yet, the garden stopped growing. And it was all my fault. The rose petals were falling. The sun hid behind the clouds. And that's when I saw him. He was staring at me. He would try to hide behind the rose bushes. But I still saw him kill the bees that got near him. I don't know what he wants from me. I feel like I see him everywhere. It frustrates me. Why won't he just leave me alone? One time, I fell for his game. I felt bad for him. I got close to him thinking he wouldn't harm me. I remember hearing stories of the people he'd scare and play games with. I just never thought it would feel this crazy. What's crazier is when he tries to follow me when I'm alone. He even leaves things in places that I visit. I was walking near a small pond that I go to often to collect my thoughts. Wasn't even there in the pond for two minutes, and there it was. A horrific stench of a dead frog. Bloody thorns from dirty roses and shattered glass. I knew this was a threat. I noticed he would try to scare me when he saw that I was getting better. I don't need him anymore. I'm still sweating. My face feels hot. I'm looking around. I can barely see where that dim light is coming from. I feel his presence in the room. He's standing in the corner. I know he is. He likes to hide there sometimes when I'm falling asleep. And I caught him on camera one time. I knew I wasn't crazy, but nobody believed me. It's not in my head. Where did he go? Wait, I can move again. What? I don't wanna be with you anymore. Stop following me. Stop putting me in scary situations. Stop scaring the people I love. Stop scaring me. Maybe if I just lay back, relax, I can get back into my body. I need to wake up. I don't like thinking about what could have been, what should have been, or finding who to blame. A lot of people think that death is scary. Others find it beautiful. Others don't really have an opinion, unless they just don't want to think about it. Nobody ever told me that I would see him everywhere. I witnessed death so many times in my life, but it didn't occur to me how fast it could take other people. I used to not understand what he was. He masked himself as my friend. He pretended to be there for me. It was until he started visiting me in my dreams. He tried to strangle me. He didn't like when I would visit the garden. 
He didn't like when I would sit by the ocean. He didn't like anything I would try to do to clear my head. That's when I realized what his true intentions were. He liked seeing how fast I would run away and how anxious I would be trying to tap out of a bad dream. He liked seeing me stuck, dazed and confused about why I couldn't lift myself, physically, literally out of bed, even though I was awake. I swear, it would feel like he literally left dead animals outside my window for me to smell at night. It made me feel sick. That's when I realized that's what grief was. That's what it felt like. It was consuming my life and invading my privacy, my dreams, my thoughts, my control. Grief always tries to reel you back in. My name is Sam Ocampo. Um, invasion to me is basically something just taking over us, I guess in a sense of either like physically, mentally, emotionally, like I guess in like in all aspects, something just invading like our space and we're just like not comfortable with that. And like, I guess there's a sense of fear in that as well. Um, the scariest part of invasion would probably be just like the unknown, like what could happen after and I guess during the invasion and just like not knowing what could come with like an invasion of like whatever sort. Uh, the name of my audio piece is named um, Invasion of Mom. Um, my audio piece is about basically these kids that have their mom return from the hospital after she was affected by COVID. And soon after they start seeing that she's acting kind of strange and like a bit like abusive in a way. So then they start, um, I guess, contemplating and thinking that their their mom got like replaced and that she's an imposter and she's kind of, she has these weird like features as well. And soon they deal with the aftermaths of what happens with their mom. December 24, 2020. It's Christmas, and I miss my mom a lot. I remember seeing how my mom would cough all day and night, saying that she couldn't breathe. That's when the scary hospital people came and took my mom away. Me and my twin brother had been seeing on the internet how people have gotten this disease called COVID. YouTube videos have been saying that many people are dying and that we are being invaded by something unknown that wants to kill us. I don't like to believe that, but my brother believes everything he watches. Miss Danny, who is my mom's friend, has been staying with us since mom left to the hospital. She told us that she would leave once mom came back, but it's been a long time already. My brother was sad at first, but later he started becoming angry. He would tell Miss Danny that she's a liar and would say things like, if mom actually loves us, she will come back. 
He even tried to run away at one point to find her. And I was sad too, so I went along with my brother. We were found pretty fast, and we got into a lot of trouble with Miss Danny. Today is January 2nd, 2021. Mom came home yesterday for New Year's, and me and my brother were really happy to finally have our mom back. But something wasn't right. When the door opened, Mom had bandages wrapping around her entire face and neck. I could only see her eyes, which were dark, almost like looking into tunnels. She stared back at us with not a single happy emotion. My stomach started hurting, and I felt my throat go dry. I don't know what the feeling was, but it felt bad, like I was nervous or, or scared. When she came in and took her coat off, I noticed the way her bones popped out of her clothes, and she had a few red spots peeling off of her head when she reached down to pick up her glove. Miss Danny finally left and told us to not give mom a hard time since she might be different now. Which is strange because why would she say that about mom? What happened to her? Mom then left to her room without saying anything to us. But we followed her slowly and peeked inside. Mom was just staring in front of the mirror touching her face. It was very quiet apart from our breathing. Until mom yelled, Get out! Today is January 20, 2021. Mom continues to act strange and very different. She used to be very fun and loud and give me lots of hugs and kisses. Now she doesn't talk and isn't close to us anymore. One day my brother started quizzing our mom on things about us and when she got most wrong, my brother told her that she was not our mom. Mom then slapped him in the face. Another time, me and my brother were outside playing in the snow and mom was just staring at us from the window. Sometimes out of nowhere, she'll just appear behind me, staring at me while licking her lips, then goes away. Something about her eyes creeped me out. During the day, she locks herself in her room. I've noticed her take me into her room many times and doesn't eat with us. Sometimes she leaves the house for hours and comes back at night, one time with a small red stain on her sweater. My brother thinks mom has been replaced, which I don't want to believe, but our old mom never hit us and never left us alone for too long. We started praying every night for mom to come back, but nothing is working. Today is January 28, 2021. My brother is very convinced that we may have been living with a zombie, so we finally ran away from home and we're sitting in front of Miss Danny's house. I thought zombies were only in movies, but I think it's true now. As we were opening the door, I don't know how she heard, but we were being very quiet. Our mom came chasing us right away. She grabbed me and started yanking my arms so hard like she was trying to rip them off. And while she was yelling, I saw her mouth was red and blood was spilling from her mouth. My brother then came up behind me and stabbed her in the neck. I'm scared now. What if there's others like mom? What if it's Danny? is like mom it's almost getting dark and miss danny isn't opening her the door even though it's sunday it's snowing a lot and we don't know where else to go i really miss mom right now i wish i can be
My name is Marilyn Valle. Invasion to me means like to have power over something or someone. The scariest part of invasion to me is being controlled or somewhere between those lines. The name of my audio piece is Invasion of Clones. My audio piece is about um, this young clone who's really innocent finding out what her kind is capable of doing and how the last two people on Earth were like killed. Is that a CD in an envelope? I wonder what it is and why does it have my name on it? Y otros en mi mejor amigo este domingo solo por Univision. I'm ready whenever you're ready to explain what you've been up to this past year and what happened last week. Well, it's simple, really. I've been making human clones that look just like regular people that you would see walking down the street. You know, most of my family and friends are clones. And what's funny is that humans have not even noticed that we are clones. Moving on, what happened last week was that I killed my family. Now, before you think I'm crazy, hear me out. <clears throat> I kill people. I like it. I don't feel sad or anything when I'm doing it. You know, it's a filthy world that we live in. I'm hoping you take them somewhere clean and kind. I think there's something you should know about. Many others have heard my idea, and now it's gotten in the wrong hands. Will human population be over soon? Yes, I believe so. Hello? Hey, it's me, the AI. Are you ready to proceed as planned tonight? Yes. I've been having something on my mind lately. Can I talk to you about it? Yeah, what's up? So, I feel like there's something strange going on. You know, just with people in general. They've been acting really weird, don't you think? Dude, honestly, same. Like, I've been meaning to tell you this too, but I wasn't sure if, like, when was the right time, you know? But, like, people are acting really weird. I know, and, you know, just the other day, my mom was, you know, doing her business, but she cut herself by accident, and she didn't bleed at all. Dude, did you see wires in her hand? That... I don't know. It seems really weird to me. And I'm low-key scared. Have you read an article? That one article that supposedly it's explaining how humans are going to become extinct? 
I have not read that article, but I am certainly scared. Could it be that we're the last ones? Do you hear that? Could it be that they're finally here for us? To WhatsApp on WOPN LP Lumpen Radio 105.5 FM Chicago. Stick around for the rest of your horror your way 8.0 invasion. <laughs> Hi, my name is Ariandi Luna. Um, I guess invasion can mean a lot of things. Um, in my audio piece, it just can be like an invasion of privacy. Whenever you feel like um, things are too close for comfort, um, things like that. I guess, you know, whenever you feel like uncomfortable in a situation, I would say that would be like an invasion. I would say the scariest part of invasion is um, feeling safe and then suddenly feeling not safe. Um, when you're in a space where you're very comfortable and um, you felt comfortable there for a long time and suddenly something happens where you just feel invaded and um, suddenly that space isn't as safe as you thought it was. The name of my audio piece is called Radio Slosh. Um, my audio piece is about somebody... Um, so it's basically like a radio host talking about um, when they've ever felt like spied on and somebody in an apartment complex calls up the show saying like um, an example where they felt um, well it was an example from a neighbor in their building talking about how they were really weird and acting really weird out of nowhere and it was because one of their interests was getting um, leaked into the public and they felt kind of like invaded because they had this persona that um that that interest kind of conflicted with so he felt like he would get um people would think of him differently hey everybody welcome back to lmp love and peace on the streets brought to you proudly by Radio Slosh, and today our show is all about feeling spied on, when you ever felt an invasion of privacy, etc. So we, I want to introduce our first guest. Um, uh, hello, yeah. Uh, can you hear me? Can you hear me? Uh, hello, sorry. Yeah, yeah, we can we can hear you perfectly fine. We can hear you. Okay, yeah. Hi, my name's I'm um, sorry. My name's Stephanie. Uh, I work as a pediatrician on the southwest side. I like. I work with a lot of kids, basically. Okay, okay. Um, so, uh, yeah, tell us a little bit about how you felt invaded of your privacy. 
uh, yeah, so, like, I wouldn't want to say, like, it was my privacy that was invaded. It was kind of, like, somebody in our building. Um, yeah. Somebody in your building? Are you sure you're allowed to share this story? I mean, I think so. We haven't really heard from him. But, um, yeah. Should I, should I get started? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go for it whenever you're ready. Okay, so, what is all started when, um, everybody in my apartment complex started getting ads for the show called... My Pinky Pony, I don't know if you've heard of it. My Pinky Pony? The show with the pink ponies and, like, the magical, you know, like, little ponies? Yeah, yeah, that one. Um, you know, it's like, it's like a kid's show, basically. Um, but we kept, like, we all were getting ads for it, like, it was insane. Yeah, 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 you know, it was like a weird coincidence that, um, everybody was getting them. And, do you know, did you like the show, or? No, no, I mean, I mean, you know, it's a kid's show, so I didn't really watch it, but... Yeah, so basically, there's this guy in our apartment complex. We never really talked to him. He kind of keeps himself, you know. We would say good morning, stuff like that. Me and my roommate, we just knew him as like, you know, the guy next door or whatever. But um, he started acting really strange, like out of nowhere, like, and it was like these um these ads like started appearing. So we we're like, whatever, you know, everybody has their own interests. But it was just like, you know, it was it was weird, and um, like he was just like acting really strange. Like strange? How? Like what do you mean exactly? Like, every time he would see us in the hallway, he would just run away or, like, shut his door and, like, um, basically just trying to avoid us. I mean, what's wrong with that? Like, nobody's entitled to, like, you know, speak to anybody. Wasn't that type of person, you know? Like, he was, he was, he just seemed, you know, friendly to, to an extent. Um, did he ever, like, like, do anything out of the ordinary? Like, crazy, crazy? So, me and my friend were, like, by the vending machines downstairs in our apartment complex. And we just saw the guy like staring straight into the vending machines. And we like never really talked to him, but I don't know, since he'd been acting strange recently, we were like, you know, just wanting to check in on him, you know, making sure everything was okay. Okay, and um, was, uh, did that go well or? But we just told him, yo, have you been getting ads for that My Pinky Pony shows? It's crazy, right? I mean, <laughs> I mean, come on. No way you asked him that. That's insane. Yeah, I know, like, it was kind of out of pocket, but. It just seemed funny, you know? I want him to see, like, he was, he could be, he could be, like, open with us. Okay, I kind of see, I kind of see the approach. I kind of see the approach. Okay, so, so what went down? What went down? He, he started yelling at us, telling us, like, like, who do you think you are? Like, like, are you the one who's been spying on me? Like, this and that. And he started, like, I don't know, it was just insane. Like, we were so scared. He started chasing after us. No way, what? Did you guys, like, what did you guys do? Was he watching My Pinky Pony? Was he the culprit? So after that, um, we kept running up, up, we were running up to our apartment, his apartment was right next to ours, and, um, I couldn't open my door, and he was coming up, and I saw the door next to ours was open, I completely forgot that was his apartment, and so we shut our door, and that's what we saw inside. What? What did you see? A thousand, like, maybe, like, I don't even know, like, so many My Little Pinky Pony stuff. What? Oh my god, was it just, like, posters? Everything, everything, like... Oh my god, it was insane. And like, I felt bad, you know, because we invited his privacy. I, I bet he was pissed, right? Yeah, like, I didn't even know what to do with Um, And yeah, so we kept going and, and like, he started slamming on the door. Like, it was insane and we were just too scared. We, we started crying. everything okay are you still with us stephanie hello um 
Okay, um, can we, can we, can we get somebody to check on her, please? Uh, all right, we are welcoming our next caller, um, just after these ads, all right? So, yeah, please make sure to follow us on Instagram, Pinterest, everything, you know, you know what it is. Um, make sure to listen to LNP on the streets every Thursday night. My name is Bella, I'm 15. To me, invasion means a group of people or one person invading another person or people. The scariest part of invasion would probably be like not being prepared for it or not knowing what to do in the situation. The name of my audio piece is Invading the News. Um, it's about a group of serial killers invading the city, but they're also hacking into the news broadcasting system. live from Little Village to give you this emergency broadcast. As we have announced before, there have been multiple different sightings of serial killers in the city. Sources say they will emerge from the darkness today, October 31st at 10 p.m. Please take the following precautions to ensure your safety. Board up your doors and windows, lock all doors, stay inside, and most importantly, do not let anyone in. We will invade. What is going on? Someone is hacking into our broadcasting system. You have until the clock strikes 10. Please take these precautions immediately. Your lives are in danger. We will invade the city in 10 seconds. And suddenly, I woke up, out of breath. It was all a dream. I walked downstairs where I found my mom sitting on the couch watching something. Hey mom, what are you watching? Oh, I'm just watching the news, honey. I turned to look at the screen and see something that seemed so familiar. It was the emergency broadcast from my dream. It was becoming reality. My name is Lillian Reyes, and the name of my audio piece is The Monstrous Invasion. Invasion means to me, like, well, the first thing that comes to my mind is alien invasions and monsters. And, like, an invasion of a home is, like, kind of represents that. The scariest thing about invasion is, like, you wouldn't really know like what's happening because it's like it could be an invasion of privacy home invasion like it would be kind of like a surprise and my audio piece is about a girl who is home alone on a halloween night and her home gets invaded by this monster and like basically eats her alive and I would say it's really interesting. It was a Halloween night. As I was getting ready to go to bed, I heard a noise outside my garage. I went to check on what it was. 
As I was going downstairs, I saw that the garage door was open. I felt my stomach drop. I remember locking all the doors. Hello? Is anyone there? I didn't really think anything of it. I thought that I probably forgot to close it. As I was walking back upstairs, I heard a noise coming from the kitchen, and I know it wouldn't be anyone else since I was home alone for the night. I thought that maybe it was my mom coming home early from a party, so I went to go and check if it was her, but it wasn't my mom. In fact, I don't even think it was human. It had bright red eyes, sharp teeth. It was very tall. It was a horrifying sight to see. I took a step forward, and right as I did, it turned around and was staring right at me. I froze for just a bit out of fear. I turned back around and started running back upstairs to my room. As I was running up the stairs, I tripped and fell. I took a look behind me and it was towering right over me. I screamed and got back up. As soon as I got to my room, I locked the door and put my dresser against the door to make sure it doesn't get in. It started banging on my door, so I called 911. 911, what's your emergency? Something broke into my house and it's not human. It's huge and it's really scary. Ma'am, please calm down. It's probably some kids playing a prank on you. It is Halloween. Miss, you don't understand. It's huge. It's scary. It was towering over me. <sighs> All right, ma'am. The banging stopped. What should I do? I don't know. Whatever you want. What a great help you are. I don't hear it anymore. Ma'am, don't open the door. I think there's something behind me. Miss, hello? Are you there? Hello? My name is Diego Tadeo. To me, invasion means to take over something. The scariest part of invasion is not knowing when it's gonna happen or how it's gonna happen. Because what if you're just chilling, going to the beach, and a monster comes out the ocean like a shark? The name of my audio piece is called Home Invasion. My audio piece is about two cool dudes chilling in the basement, just talking with each other, just doing their thing. And then one of the dudes starts talking about things he's not supposed to talk about. And the government's like, hmm, we on to you. So they start tracking his phone, and they start listening on to their conversation and they start using laser weapons so they could make him stop talking. And he doesn't notice, but the other guy in the room with him is like, what the heck is going on? And yeah, they're just doing their thing. Take that. Take this too. Matter of fact, take this one as well. Yes. 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 Take this. Take that. Yes, yes, feel my breath. Yes, dang, now, now, now. <sighs> yes, double points, yeah. Now. Ah, 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 double points. Ah. Up upgrade. Feel my wrath, my pretty. Yes, feel. Yeah, easy. Oh. That's some good stuff right there, huh, man? Yeah, man. Man, do you ever just think? Uh, <laughs> I think I think. My. I mean, do you ever Where's just that music coming think from? about the world, man? <laughs> what the heck just happened?
felt like I just went out of space or something. Think about it, man. Think about what? It's all can't be a coincidence. Boss, we got the laser weapons ready. Sending a few warning shots now. Something Hillary Bud related to John DeGaunt? Do we even have an election? Or is it a selection? The divine right to rule of kings and queens ruling over the peasants has been going on forever. Who's to say our vote even matters? It's all just different sides of the same coin. The false left-right paradigm, the left ring, the right ring, it's all the same bird, man. John Kerry, George Bush are both part of the brotherhood of death. On record, they tell us this. They must have some some, some sort of secret agenda. The visible light spectrum is so limited, we only see and hear a of what's really going on. All the billboards in the simulacrum are watching us. We're not even watching reality TV. 1984 Big Brother is watching us, deciding our fate, giving us an ideal image to lead up to this transhumanism agenda of microchips connecting us to the Borg system. Maybe this has happened in history many, many times. There's nothing new under the sun. We all have anxiety, and big business drowns that out with entertainment, mind-altering chemicals to keep Keep us all pacified, but our guts, our prehistoric brain, the first thing that develops in the womb connecting us via the umbilical cord is telling us something is not right. We work all week, making us weak. By the time that we're done, it's the weekend, and we are weekend just to pay a mortgage, which actually means death pledge. What was I talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Alright boss, seems like we're in the clear. I'm cancelling the nuke. Jolot C. Martinez, and the word envisioned to me means for one's personal space and life to get intruded on, in a sense like you have no set boundaries with whatever's like invading you. And the scariest part of invasion, or my personal idea of invasion, is that someone or anything can literally be stalking you at any moment, and you really wouldn't have a single clue. Personally, I would not like the idea of a stalker, and do not like the idea of a stalker. The name of my audio piece is Stalker Much, and my audio piece is about a girl who's being stalked, who feels like she's being stalked, and later on knows, and it is confirmed, but no one believes her. And it's just like a collaboration of like a bunch of weird moments. Um, but yeah, that's what my audio piece is about.
your call has been forwarded to an automatic voice message system. At the tone, please record your message. When you have finished recording, you may hang up or press 1 for more options. Please answer the phone. I've literally been calling you for the last three days, and you have not answered a single call. I literally did everything you told me, like last week. I took a new route on the woods, and I still feel like I'm being followed every single time. And I know I'm being watched, but no one believes me. Every time I tell someone that, they're just telling me I'm being delusional, but I know I'm being watched. I don't know what to do. You're the only person that believed me. Have you heard about the stalkers that have been tapping into random people's phones and lives? Authorities say that they are doing it in response to the most recent capturing of their leader, DCBFFR. He is currently doing time for selling and posting people's addresses on the black market. Authorities are alerting civilians to stay alert. If you see something, say something. We'll be back with more after this commercial break. Six new voice calls from Michelle's phone. First missed call, Laura. Oh my god, I was walking down the street and I realized that I totally forgot to give you a call back regarding the sign-up sheet for the new position. You need to fill out the form that I sent over email. Can you please try to have them filled out by tomorrow? Call, call Michelle, Michelle now. now. Answer the phone. I've literally been calling you for the last three days, and you have not answered a single call. This phone call was from three What? What? Hello? Who is this? What the hell did I just do? Oh no, my whole plan is ruined now. How dumb can I be? What the hell? My boss is gonna kill me. followed all this time but no one believed me no one what will i do now who will i tell i don't believe what just happened i know i'm being followed someone called me and i heard my call from three days ago i think i'm being followed by those bffr dcs i don't know i heard about them in the news earlier this week but now i think it's serious i need to do something Someone needs to believe me because no one believes me. How did they? What did you do? I told you last time to stay aware. You're going to have to learn your lesson very soon. serious this did happen to me i don't understand why you keep on thinking this didn't this did happen to me i was being stalked and i still am i'm being serious this did happen to me i don't understand why you keep on thinking this didn't this did happen to me i was being stalked and i still am have you heard about the stalkers that have been tapping into random people's phones and lives?
My name is Liliana. I'm 14 years old. Invasion to me means having something you fear multiplied by 100. I think the scariest part of invasion is not knowing when it starts or like when it ends. The name of my piece is Sorry to Bug You, influenced by Seth. My piece is about a girl who deals with a phobia of bugs and has to live out her worst fear, which is an invasion of bugs. Okay, pass me the shoe. Here! <sighs> okay, well, now that that's out of the way, what do you want to eat? I don't know, I'm good with anything, really. <coughs> What's wrong? They're everywhere, all over the food and cabinet! It's just a few bugs, you should really stop screaming every time you see one. I don't like them, okay? They're creepy and crawly and just... Ugh! Well, we might as well go out to get food. <sighs> that was the best meal I've ever had. Well, I think we should head to bed, no? Yeah, I'll be up in a bit. Night. Night. <sighs> Morn. <coughs> get them off, get them off, they're all over. It was a monstrous sight. I mean, she'd seen bugs crawling out of him. At this point, he looks more like a decomposed corpse than human. I, I need to get out of here. Heading down the stairs, are we? I just have to make it to the front door. That's all. They're crawling all over me. Get them off. <laughs> The front door's so close. What are you waiting for? I... I can't. The whole knob is covered in bugs. I... Uh, too many bugs on the knob for you? Cry baby. Okay. Okay, 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 okay. Let's calm down. How do I get away from them? The living room? No, my bedroom? No, the kitchen? No, the bathroom? The bathroom? What's wrong with my face? Why is it so itchy? time.
Number seven, where to put you? to WhatsApp on WOPN LP Lumpen Radio 105.5 FM Chicago. Stick around for the rest of your horror your way 8.0 Invasion! <laughs> <laughs> and I am 14 years old. Invasion means to me as if something comes towards myself or anywhere, like something unexpected comes that it's taking over. The Tales of an Unexpected Alien Invasion. Okay, it starts off with a girl and she talks to some guy, random guy on the phone, like she doesn't know him. And then after she, like after her and the guy are done talking, and something happens outside of her house. It actually starts in her town and then it just spreads and it was an alien invasion. Basically a UFO passing by her town and it invaded the world. And then um, life changes after that. I was in my house microwaving leftover dinner from the other night. I was on my phone, like on TikTok, while waiting for my food to heat up. After all of a sudden, a random number called me. And then it said unknown number. I hung up the first time because I just thought it was a scam. And then it just kept calling me until I answered the fourth time. I was already eating. Hello? Don't hang up. I started to joke around with what he said, and then we started talking more and interacting and getting along with each other, and to be honest, I was quite fallen in love. Well, this was a nice talk, but I've got to go. Don't leave just yet. Do you believe in aliens? Well, I don't know. Do you? I'm asking you. Yes or no? This is a yes or no question. Probably not, because I think the theories of aliens being real are fake. What if I'm an alien? Please, if you were an alien, then you wouldn't exist. He hung up on me and then I heard something happening outside. I looked out the window, I see people coming out of their houses and... I looked up, I saw something and it felt like I was just talking to an alien like two minutes ago. I knew it was a UFO. The UFO passed my block and the houses everywhere were on fire. Because the UFO crashed and landed into a lot of people's houses, then the whole city was on fire. The middle of the UFO lit up next to the bakery and something was coming down. They looked like aliens. They had big eyes, long fingers, big heads, and the nostrils were like more up. After the houses were burnt down, people were dying because they can't survive with the ashes and smoke and the burnt smell. It was like an alien invasion. Well, it was. The people that survived hid where the aliens can't see them, such as the underground or caves. After the aliens, they never came back. As a new world starts, generations passed on, 
the world became different and sad because a lot of us lost our loved ones, but the world became a better place where we had better freedom and equality and a new environment. Uh, to me, invasion is uh, when you get the unexpected happening. So it can be, you know, people invading you. It can be in a video game uh, when you invade people. It's just going into one's privacy and allowing yourself to be in this general area when you're not expected to be. The scariest part of invasion is just how big the invasion can be. And of course, like I said before, when you're not expecting it. So like, you know, when you're going on a walk and then someone just randomly comes up to you, that's the scariest part of invasion. It's just that feeling of you don't know when it's gonna happen. Uh, the name of my audio piece is uh, Attack of the Killer Shrooms, uh, a reference to the many uh, alien films that had the Attack of the Killer Blank uh, during the 1950s and 60s. Uh, it's about these people finding uh, these mushrooms and they decided to serve it to uh, other people in a restaurant and suddenly the mushrooms start making everyone into these zombie-like creatures and they just basically go on a trip trying to survive. Order 87. Order 88. Order 89. The constant ringing of the bell invaded my ears and mind as we worked our butts off in the kitchen, grating the same sandwich for hours while customers came in like brooches. This all started when Chris came in with a new ingredient. Yeah, this is a white pure blue mushroom. You'll be using these for, uh, for a new item. Where did you get those? Where did they come from? Mateo, the head chef, asked. We all stared at Chris as he got a feeling of uneasiness. I got them from my, uh, my buddy. I, 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 don't, I don't know where he, where he got them from. Yeah. He finally answered. So using this new ingredient, we served new sandwiches. Sandwiches that will bring about the end of the world. The next day, people were waiting in line before we even opened. These new sandwiches were so good, I had to come back for more. I even brought some of my buddies with me. <coughs> the man explained while coughing his lungs out. Seizing this newfound opportunity, Chris ordered all of us to get to work, as this will finally put the restaurant on the map. While cooking, I couldn't help but hear how savagely everyone was eating in the dining area, stuffing their face all over the food like they haven't eaten in months, making a mess everywhere. It was almost zombie-like. I was going to pass out of exhaustion until I realized we had no more mushrooms. Uh, Chris, we got a problem. We're out of that, uh, special ingredient for the sandwiches. What the hell you mean we have no mushrooms? We got hungry people out here! As Chris said those words, everyone stopped stuffing their faces. One customer faintly said, No mushrooms! 
another screen at the top of their lungs. Like zombies, they all turn to face the kitchen encounter, twisting their necks and bones. Uh, calm, calm, calm down, everyone. We'll stock up right away. Guys, hurry up! Get the mushroom showing down Mario store so we can- Like flies to a corpse, they swarm around the Chris, toppling over him while sinking their teeth into his skin, feasting on his body parts. We stood frozen in fear and watched in horror as Chris's cries of agony intruded our ears. Jordan screamed at the top of oh our my lungs. Goodness. We all looked at each other and at the kitchen exit, getting the same idea. Mutely, we walked to the exit. We were about to have a perfect escape. With the smoke alarm blaring all over the place, the things got up. Before I could even stare one into its soulless eyes, Mateo grabbed me as we bolted out the door. What's the thing chasing after us? Well, people are addicted to mushrooms. You think they'd be fun, guys? In front of us was a food truck. Something that hadn't been used in ages, apparently. Let's hope it works. Mateo exclaimed as he got the keys from his apron. Jumping in, Mateo attempted to start the car with no hesitation. Come on, you piece of junk! As the fungus started to catch up with us, the car finally started up, and Mateo pressed on the gas as we bolted away from this tiny restaurant to the middle of nowhere. The fungus stood, providing a brief sense of ease. Suddenly, they twisted their body to where their spine was obliterated, getting down on their hands and feet, then rushing at us with the speed of a leopard. As we went as fast as the future could, with the fungi catching up, we opened the door. Finding anything in this portable kitchen, we started throwing pots, pans, knives, and any silverware trying to slow down the things as best as we can. It was no use, as they finally started to attach to the van. Just then, a bright white light appeared above us, with the fungi freezing when the light appeared. I couldn't see what was projecting the light as it was too bright. The next thing I know, the car was lifted off the ground. Evies might have just been abducted by some aliens. My name is Jeremiah Kuzman. What invasion means to me is the uh, ability to one uh, invade someone else's property or or land or space so it can it doesn't it's not always hostile or it's not it's not as provocative sometimes accidental but evasion just means uh going into or taking a part of or taking refuge in or just exploring a place that isn't really yours but is owned or patrolled by someone else the scariest part of invasion um, I'm thinking more of like a political and war sense where like invasion of other countries can lead to devastating casualties uh, on the side that's being invaded, which is scary. And there's definitely some real life aspects and situations that uh, I'm drawing from. The name of my audio piece is Undertakers, uh, The War on Earth, movie trailer joke. So it's sort of like a... Um, it's basically a play on words and a play on like uh, uh, the classic 2000s like monster versus humanity uh, movies. But I wanted to do like an audio only trailer. So it kind of has that same aesthetic and appeal. Uh, my audio piece is about how deep inside the earth, um, we as humans have affected the earth so much and hurt it so much 
that um, Mother Nature has created, or I guess not created, they've always been there, these creatures from the center of the earth itself, and are now breaching the earth to uh, rid us of from the face of the planet. And they are these big, hulking uh, monstrosities that um, some are intelligent enough to um, speak, but most of them are just uh, have the directive of kill all humans and be done with it. Um, and it this it takes place uh, like that. Humans, we all have the security in our lives. That humans are at the top of the food chain, while majority of our planet remains unexplored. This arrogance caused us to hurt the wrong things at the wrong time. probably deserve it but I just can't accept this reality because another thing about humans we have a power known as will this summer Undertaker's Battle for the Earth. Coming to you in theaters, never. Happy Halloween. My name is Brian Cruz. The first thing I think about when I hear the word invasion is just something taking over um, either others personal space or just everything in general. For example, for like my Audi piece, just taking over the world. The scariest part of invasion is when there's nothing to do at the end and you just have to let it happen. You just deal with it sometimes because if you don't act at the right time and properly, then it's nothing you can do. The name of my Audi piece is called the human race being the human race. My other piece is about how the human race lost the fight against other living organisms and it all started with a mice problem and then it just, everything went downhill which caused the extinction of the human race. But the other living organisms that took over the world basically went through the same thing and it just kept happening all over and over again.
the planet Earth, the place where human race survived for millions of years. Surprisingly, they have adapted to the beautiful and clean ecosystem that the world had to offer. But they somehow ruined most of it. Deforestation, animal extinction, contamination, the list goes on. But we're not here to talk about those mistakes. We are here to talk about the time when human race lost the fight against other living organisms. Acompáñenme a ver esta triste historia. I'm too old for this. It seems like the humans have a big mice problem. Can they handle it themselves? Can they do something about it? Of course they can. What better way to deal with mice than using cats? Release the cats? Yes, my fellow human. Release those furry creatures. <laughs> As suspected, humans could not deal with the high number of cats, not even with dogs. This caused the extinction of the human race and the new era of the cat empire. Everything in the new feline world was at peace until the birds strike down with all the might. Dealing with these feathery beings shouldn't be a problem for furry friends. But somehow, they developed some of the human ways and did the exact same thing that the homo sapiens had. The same thing kept happening over and over again for millions of years. From birds to squirrels to worms and even plants were dominant organisms in this planet. The cycle repeated itself for the millionth time.